unknown. What is it? Is it real? And what is it doing there? Now they're speaking out, saying there are UFOs in U.S. airspace and they need to be taken seriously. There are family in Highland, Michigan, believes their house is actually haunted and thinks something is harming their little girl. They're unidentified. In U.S. airspace. The U.S. Navy has finally acknowledged that videos appearing to show UFOs flying through the air are real. I'm Todd Bates. I've been investigating the paranormal for years, yet still have no definite answers. Join me on this mysterious journey as we discuss all things paranormal, right down to the little gnomes. Why do millions experience these mysterious phenomenon, yet we have no proof? Welcome to Haunted Voices Radio, where I try and gather the pieces that may one day form yet another puzzle. And a good evening, one and all. Holy Moses, December 9th already. Welcome, welcome to the live show. It's been a couple weeks. Things have been crazy around the station. They've been crazy in the personal life. Things have just been crazy, but we're here, and that's what's important. we got a great show planned for you tonight. Jacob Rice is going to be joining us here in a little while. Going to rub some announcements out of the way while you guys are getting seated, kind of getting uh, situated in here. And a good evening to you, Diet, down there in beautiful sunny Florida right now. That's that's just too bad. Yeah, she's having a great time, I'm sure. Hey, I want to get through some uh, new shows coming up here. We just had one of them debut tonight. Twisted Ascensions. Caden and Alyssa, Caden and Alyssa Mass did a fantastic job. If you guys want to catch that show, I will have it up and ready for you tomorrow. Along with the new episode of this one. Unless I can't sleep, <laughs> we'll get them up early. Highly unlikely, though, they're going to be tomorrow. But be sure, because they, they what they did during the show is, is the, the debut is a good good time to talk about yourself, to get, get your information out there and, and what your show's about and everything. And a lot of people reacted well to it and seemed to really like it. Hey, Wendy. Hey, Corey. And it was they did an amazing job with it. I mean, I'm proud of them. And then we have another new one coming up here Thursday nights. Voice of Oneness. That's going to be airing, uh, debuting next week. And that's going to take up Thursday nights at 10 p.m. So nights are getting later on the station. Uh, Fridays are getting filled. Fridays are full. The station is full, by the way, uh, at the moment. Now, we do have a new one coming with DD Moonflyer Twilight tonight. That's going to be airing Friday nights at 6 p.m. So Fridays are going to be going nonstop from 6 p.m. to 11 p.m. That's great. And then we have that morning morning open as well for a slot. So things are just going right along. The mobile app has been redesigned as well. Those of you guys using that to watch and listen, if you see any glitches, any, any uh, kind of uh, hiccups in your mobile app, Make sure you get the update. That way uh, that can be ready for you. And 30% off the book, The Haunted Voice, now until Christmas. I- I'm not 
I'm not here to make millions off this thing. I just want to help people with it. So it's 30% off on my website, toddmichaelbates.com. You can go there and just type in the uh, QR code that you'll see on the holiday banner. And, and that includes hard copy and paperback, 30% off. Yes, now until Christmas, because that is right around the corner. Hey, Ken, glad you guys are joining us. Wowzer, do we have an amazing show? We were a little late because Jacob and I were talking backstage. We were talking shop, and my God, it was fun. But anyway, Jacob Rice grew up in North Wisconsin, deep in dark forest, and along a great big lake. His next adventure with the U.S. Army sent him to New England and Hawaii. Interesting. Afterwards, he settled in Chicago for college and then stuck around for 18 years in Chicago. A lot of history there. Finally, with family in tow, he headed to the Pacific Northwest and staked a claim along a calm, cool inlet of water called Puget Sound. Beautiful. Now he spends his nights exploring haunted places, dread creatures, and urban legends. His toolkit involves digital archives, freedom of information requests, and a pocket magnifying glass looking for the next clue in the secret history of ghosts and monsters. I love that. Awesome stuff. Welcome to the show, Mr. Jacob Rice. Jacob, how are you? I am good, sir. How are you this fine evening? I'm tired. Dog tired. <laughs> let, me, let me tell you, you know, age caught up to me. So I, I got, you know, a big cup of joe. Pacific Northwest style, which means far more coffee, you know, coffee bean in it than probably I need. Okay. I don't feel as bad. Yeah. Same Cheers. Thing. Here we go. Cheers. Cheers, my friend. <laughs> to a long week, but a great week. You know, this this is gonna be this is gonna be a lot of fun because I want to pick mm -hmm. your brain. Oh yeah, and we can talk some. I've been looking some up smack. some things about you, Jacob. You're oh, a busy man. Me, me, you. busy, me. You're a busy man. You do some pretty cool stuff out there. You're a great storyteller, great radio host. You're an investigator. So we're going to wrap all this into okay. one. Well, let's have at it, brother. But first thing first, okay. the path, what led you down it? Okay. So here's, here's the thing. Unlike a lot of people in the field, I really didn't have many experiences with the paranormal until I got into investigating. Now, I got to tell you, you can tell because, you know, I'm blonde and blue eyed. My family's Scandinavian. So I yeah. grew up with a lot of lore with elves and trolls. It, they were actually strategically used to control my behavior. Like we had Marky the elf that would snitch on me to Santa when I was out too late. We had this half collapsed well with Ugalaga, a troll that wanted to eat children and our dogs because I've always had dogs. Um, and so, yeah, I, I was manipulated into good behavior. Mm. But <laughs> it was it, <laughs> emotionally manipulated. Yes. <laughs> but it, it really, my first, when I was a kid, I had an encounter. Now I'm known as a ghost hunter more than anything. My first encounter actually with the paranormal was when I was a kid and it was a monster. And it happened right in my front yard, right okay. around Christmas time. <laughs> A monster in your front yard at Christmas. <laughs> yeah. Now, everyone knows, right, that pretty much this time of the year through about mid-January is gangster AF when it comes to monsters and ghosts. Right? <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> it's, it's craziness. It's yeah. Monsterville. Yeah. 
Very true. So it, with that story, uh, it was within a week of Christmas. I think it was around December 20th. I was only about seven years old. And that day, northern Wisconsin, you know, we get a lot of snow. <laughs> and it, oh, yeah. there was a blizzard, a whiteout happening all day. And it was the kind of thing that had sleet mixed into it. So mm. you could just hear it pinging off your windows. And my bedroom was on the second floor and it looked over this big oak tree. And I, I talked about the half collapse well with Ugalaga in it. Well, uh, I don't know. It's probably just nine or 10 at night, but you know, it's, it's right around winter solstice. So the sun, it was a gray dark day to begin with. So you can imagine like at 9 PM pitch black, there's this one lamp outside that my dad put up because I, I lived half mile off the main road up a hill. And oh, into the woods. That's so that's dark. the only, you know, and you can't really see the dirt road that takes you down, especially in the winter when it's covered. So we had this one big lamp light that was this beacon. And the light, you know, shone over this tree. And of course, it's all knobby. It's got those branches that look like, you know, monster claws sticking up and everything. <laughs> and then you got this pit well. Well, my neighbors, uh, Mr. Halverson, that's his name, uh, and he had a farm. Let's just say the fencing wasn't the best in the world. Uh -huh. And sometimes his critters would make it over into our yard. And that night it was the sheep. So you can imagine this mass of moving cotton balls inching their <laughs> way <laughs> into our yard. And I'm just sitting there with like my dog, Bogey, who's a German shepherd. And he's looking and he's like, rrr, 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 you know, because he wants to go chase the sheep. Right. Of course. And I'm like, don't get, you know, don't have mom and dad come up here. For one thing, I wasn't supposed to have you in my room, but whatever. And so as one of the sheep is getting closer to the well, I see these two black straggly arms with like hooks come out and spear one of the sheep and flip it over on its body, but it's back and it's like shaking and it just hooked another one into its belly and yanked it Dang, into the well. times for a kid. Yeah. Well, no, I'm just like sitting there the whole time. I'm glad this is on video so people can see the dumb expression there. But if you're just <laughs> listening, big eyes, gaping mouth kind of thing. I can only imagine. <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, uh, you know, and the thing is, because the snow was coming down so much, like you can see the blood smear at first, but then everything gets covered up with the snow. Of course, all the other sheep scattered. That was just like bunny rabbits hightailing out of there through thick snow and everything or deep snow. And so the storm lasted about another day. And I think it was on the second morning, things had cleared up, you know, because it's Wisconsin. And, you know, when it's sunny, that means it's 20 below. Mm -hmm. uh, so we're, my dad is with Mr. Halverson and everything, and they're trying to get all the sheep together and stuff. And my dad looked down the well and saw something. Um, it was probably about 12 feet deep at this time now that I think about it as an adult. But it seemed like a bottomless pit, you know, when sure, you're that's Yeah, 12 feet still pretty deep. Yeah. And... Uh, my dad was just like, boys, cause I have two older brothers is like, go back in the house. And I'm like, do I bring this up? Is this what I think it's going to be? And Mr. Halverson goes over, sh you know, shoots the old man glare. <laughs> you know, he has the like these, this old man glare with like that fan eyebrow effect, you know, because you know, they haven't been trimmed in a while, let's just say. And and he's just like, get in the house now and do not come outside. And then look at my dad, because I'm just like, like, I'm going to listen to this jag off. Uh, and my dad's like, scoot, 
I'm like, okay, dad. <laughs> <laughs> and so I go up with my brothers to my room because we could look out. And so uh, my dad hooked up a rope to the back of Mr. Helverson's tractor and he went down in and wrapped it. And you could see the sheep. The sheep was really there and it flopped up outside the well and it was gutted. Oh, and snapped. And, you know, so you can imagine all this white, but it was so cold. It's kind of like rubies. Yeah. It around. So it actually wasn't as disgusting as you would think because it <laughs> looked like. Ugh, and, still, and, yeah. and so, I mean, that one in the back of my dad's pickup truck covered up. And I just remember the rest of the day, like trying to hunt down sheep that were scattered all over. We had like 10 acres or so eight and a half, I think it was actually on the farm. Uh, I lived in a farm. We weren't farmers. It's just an old farm, but we weren't farmers. And, mm -hmm. and I pulled my dad's coat and he just looked at me and he said, did you see what kind of monster it was? So that was like the first thing. And then nothing, nothing until 2007. <laughs> really? Yeah. Nothing. So, you know, 2007 hits, mm -hmm. what happened? Well, so I'm living in Chicago and it's the middle of July. It's about July 15th. And I played beach volleyball quite a bit. So I'd been out in the sun on the beach all day. I didn't live far from, from uh, the beach. And so I go back and get to my apartment building. So my apartment building uh, back in the day, like the 20s and 30s, it's one of those big art deco style luxury hotel resorts kind mm -hmm. of thing. Nice. But now over the years, you know, it got converted into apartments. So, you know, since it's kind of a historic building, they had to preserve like the exteriors and the wall ornaments. I wish I knew all these things like sconces, but this isn't lingo I know, but it had that kind of copper, uh, ceiling with that art deco styling and Gorgeous. I get in the elevator and you know, it's the kind of thing with the gold trim around the outside angels and trumpets in the corners of the, of it. I, but inside the elevator, it's kind of a bus. You go and it's like linoleum floor floors and cheap wood paneling, <laughs> floor. but they still have those classic elevator buttons. <laughs> and I lived on the 12th floor at the time. So I hit 12. And normally, you know, it's about a minute to get up, but it shook and you hear those really creaky chains going and you hear that kind of creak thump sound. I'm just like, yeah. this, this is not the normal elevator. Usually you just hear the chain going and up, up you go. And we get to, well, I was the only one in the elevator. Uh, so I get to about the sixth floor, seventh floor and it stops. It just kind of gives a little jerk and shake and stops. Stop. So I'm, yeah. So I'm like, okay, hit the, the intercom to call downstairs. But as I'm doing that, it seems like the elevator starts to shake more and this bright golden glow starts to form. And of course I'm falling back. I'm like, I'm stuck in the elevator. I'm stuck in the elevator. I'm stuck in the elevator. And I, and the intercom just turns to static. And so now I'm pretty much butt down on the floor. Like what the hell is going on? And I'm Whoa. thinking I have sunstroke. I have heat stroke. Something like this is happening to me. And so there's the glow. And I start to see a silhouette of a man with an obvious flat top. You know, if you're in the military, you know, that flat top haircut. Mm -hmm. And so it's like 
the silhouette is a darker golden glow and then you have your standard yellowish golden color coming off of it i'm like i don't know who you are i don't know what you want but i'm fine everything's good you just leave me alone and then it kind of whiz bang fizzles out and the intercom comes up and they're like sir 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 do you want us to call 911 <laughs> wow through the and then you know i had to wait for uh what's the name of the big elevator company you know there's only like two can't remember the, their name oh yeah the L two elevator yeah company. yeah yeah so i'm stuck Starts there for like L. another yeah i'm stuck there for like another 40 minutes they come uh they crank there's a way to crank them up a little bit so i go up to the seventh floor and then i just take the stairs up i'm like f that plus my dog needed out badly let me tell you i can't have my little puppy <laughs> going pee pee my boxer raya love you raya uh <laughs> and um so that was really the experience that had me start down the path and so you know first things first i checked myself out i like took my temperature <laughs> because <laughs> yeah. i thought i had sunstroke or heat stroke something. or something like that and i'm like other than just because i'm pasty as af you know being a little sunburnt like my temperature was fine <laughs> i wasn't clammy That's horrible i wasn't you know i pee peed fine you know if you've got it usually you're peeing brown right <laughs> usually yeah yeah usually it. and i'm like so i call my brother and i'm like so my, my bros and i are close and everything my, i have two older brothers and I'm talking to Charlie and I'm like, dude, this happened to me. Have you ever had this kind of thing? And he's like, what day was this? And I tell him it was like July 15th. And he's like, what did you see? And it's like, looked like, I don't know, kind of a portly dude with a flat top. And <laughs> my brother Charlie, because I was really little at the time for this. Uh, it happened to be my grandfather's the anniversary of his death. He had died 30 years previously. Whoa. Yeah. So that that kind of did it. And uh, but to be honest though, because I'm a nerd, I'm not gonna flap my gums unless I know things, unless we're BS and sure, sure. what the hell we'll go for it, right? But I think I spent a year and a half like gingerly edging my way into this paranormal stuff. So I would go buy the books. You know, we have Amazon at the time, so I'm ordering the books, going online and reading about ghost hunting stuff. And the shows are on and I'm watching the shows and I'm just I'm like i think i can do this better than how they're doing it mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, that was it two years later i formed ghostly activities my ghost hunting team actually it was just a duo it was me and my bff Celine. uh and off we went on this mystical paranormal that's, adventure <laughs> and that's what i want to talk about are some of those adventures because some <laughs> of those are pretty amazing oh yeah Oh yeah, I definitely well, want everybody wants you to talk about that when we come back. We're just going to take okay. a short break here, real quick. When we come back, folks. More with Jacob Rice. Stay tuned. Certified psychic medium Stephanie Lynn creates an authentic connection between the living and the spirit world. Stephanie knows she is here to help heal, educate, and provide validation that there is more after death and allows herself to be a conduit and work as a team with spirit to pass on messages from their world to ours. 
Stephanie Lynn also works as a spiritual life coach to help you achieve, create, and manifest your best self and life. Looking for help communicating with an animal? Searching for a past life regression therapist? Or dealing with a paranormal experience? Stephanie Lynn is here to help. For a list of full services, visit her on Facebook under Stephanie Lynn Spirit Sensitive. That's Stephanie Lynn Spirit Sensitive. Ellie Weisensell, psychic medium, is a medical intuitive that specializes as a body code practitioner. As an energy healer, Ellie offers additional services that allow her modalities to be intertwined with energetic healing. Within your subconscious lies information that knows everything about you and why you deal with specific conditions. The subconscious can be considered the blueprint to your entire body. With Ellie working physically with your subconscious mind, we detect what negative emotions are trapped and where they are stored within the body that is causing you your emotional and physical pain. This work is designed to remove imbalances and correct them energetically, getting to the root cause of why you have your condition to help balance your body so it may heal itself. Your body is infinitely wise and wants to be in balance. The body code is not only gentle for humans, but it is also a gentle process to help animals. For more information, contact Ellie Weisensell at the website below. Nearing the bottom of the hour, holy cow, welcome back everybody, Haunted Voices Live, I'm your host Todd Bates, those of you just joining us, you missed the first part of the show with our guest Jacob Rice, you can just search Google, uh, I'm going to put that, I'll probably put the archive up tomorrow, um, tomorrow morning, so you'll just be able to search, just search Haunted Voices, Jacob Rice, and, and uh, we'll share the links and everything for you too if you guys missed the first part, because I know it's Friday nights, it's what, it's investigation weekends, I mean, they're hopping out there and speaking of which <laughs> these are some things i want to pick your brain about okay um one thing i wanted to talk about before we get into some ghost and investigation stories and things is equipment mm -hmm. some of this new equipment is just blowing my tiny mind i i don't understand why we're advancing when we haven't really figured out other things in the past yet. Mm -hmm. Does that make any sense? Yeah, it does. I, you know, because there's so much left to learn, it shouldn't just be dumped. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's yeah. just the whole <laughs> magnetics of it was just dumped. <laughs> and they moved on to digital. Yeah. What, what do you think about that, Jake? Well, so I, I'm known as the tech guy for, with my, my different uh, teams. Um, and... I got to say, there really hasn't been much of an advancement. It's you're just getting more all-in-one gadgets. Yeah. It's the same stuff in a brand new 3D printed hard case with the same old gadgets and sensors because the sensors got smaller. And, and that's it. Like, you can take the Eddy Plus, all of the stuff that it does from EMF to temperature, vibration, all of that stuff already existed. They just, I forgot who, it's 
company of Texas. Mind you, I do have two Eddie pluses. <laughs> the data loggers. It's just the sensors got smaller. You could package it a, a, a bit better. And like if you go out to Ghost Stop or Ghost Hunters equipment, you're going to see a lot of other gadgets that are doing these environment, you know, like four or five environmental tests all at the same time. It doesn't prove you got anything because remember, they're super sensitive and they pick up everything. It's just probably detecting a gnat better than. <laughs> yeah, you're picking up a normal. fly or perhaps yeah. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. And so in a way, I'm very, if, if you've gone to my website and you've read my reviews, you know, if they deserve to be destroyed, I will destroy them. If I think they have a, have a practical use. And, you know, I'm going to be like, here's the pros, here's the cons. This is the price point. Eh, you might want to look into to something else. What's, and, a, piece, the, what's and, a piece you would recommend, Jacob? I mean, oh, there's there's a lot of, of new yeah. researchers coming in the field and equipment is, is expensive. Time is tough. Mm -hmm. What's something that uh, you feel they should pick up that, that would okay. come in handy for them? Yeah. So the first things first, if you're you're total newbie, start with your phone and get really good at using it because really what types of evidence, well, let's call it data. Data, data. will you collect? You're going to see something. You're going to hear something. You're going to feel something which is really tricky uh, to prove. And that, and you might see something engage. You might see something in the background move or something like that. So no one said you had to dive in and try to collect all four different data types at one time. I usually recommend start with audio because the most common ghostly data point you'll get are those ghost voices called uh, EVPs or electronic voice phenomena. Mm -hmm. So just take out your phone because if you got an iPhone or an Android, um, they've got really good microphones on them now. So just they make really sure, do. yeah. So just make sure you put your phone into um, what do you call it flight flight mode, like something like that. Mode, shut yeah, yeah, shut off shut off data, shut off Wi-Fi and all that stuff. And then just use that. Now the the thing is, don't hold it in your hand. Put it down because the mics are sensitive. You might pick up the rustling, jiggling of your hand. That's a good point. Yeah. But, but start there. And then once you get good at that, then start using the video camera and everyone's like, no, I got to do ultraviolet or full spectrum, which is, you know, the purple Thermal. pink color fuchsia. That's the fuchsia stuff you see, or I got to do night vision. I read uh, infrared, the green stuff. Well, so folks, reality check. When you look at the best ghost ghost phenomena photos, it's almost always normal light. And no one said you had to ghost hunt at night. No one said you had to um, go lights out. That's true. Because most of the people see with daylight. So whenever I hear this, now don't get me wrong, I'm always turning off the lights, right? I mean, hypocrite. Here oh, sure. So you but, can see yourself. Yeah, but I mean, when you're starting out, your phone is perfect for it. But here's the one gotcha that a lot of people don't do because they'll use the video editors on their phone or the audio editors. You still have to learn how to take it off and clean up the video and take out the noise in it, which is like the white noise, that hiss you kind of hear in the background. Mm -hmm. It's everywhere. It's just your brain kind of filters it out. Um, you still have to learn how to do those things. So it. I would say invest time in learning how to use the software as well as 
use your phone to begin with. After that, you know, I'd make some other recommendations, but I'm telling you, like for that first three months and stuff, just use your phone. You know, you're right. There's a video camera on there. There's a Mm -hmm. camera on there. There's a a voice memo recorder. Mm -hmm. Um, There's everything they need. And if they put it in, in the airplane mode that shuts off, that acts kind of like a digital cage. (laughs) (laughs) And, and that that's, that's good. They can use their phone. That's, that's Mm -hmm. great because this, this equipment gets technical. I mean, I came back, I I retired from the field. Thank God. And I come back and all this stuff's here, Jacob, there's all (laughs) this SLR this. And Oh, I, I, I'm like, wait a minute. You tell me there's a stick man on the ceiling. So that is one. uh, Okay. Full disclosure. I work for the company that makes them. Okay. Makes the connect, connect the X, you know, the Xbox stuff. So I spoke to a product manager about it. Now, the current ones, the the technology has changed, but the ones that they're turning into the ghost hunting gadgets, which, by the way, this is super sexy. You know, you can point it at things and every time you're going to get like a little stick man and stuff, that's very, very sexy, just like all the other (laughs) gadgets out there. Very, very sexy. Oh, look. Uh, um, it is. I've got lots of blinking gadgets that's do <laughs> and everything. <laughs> it's really fun. Uh, but with the SLS, it is very much made to shape the human body. You get two formats, standing up or sitting down. And it knows how to read what would be a head, shoulders, and arms. And, you know, in standing mode legs, sitting is like if your legs are together and you've got like the two columns down there. That's how it's made. It's also made to be used stationary and you have a pretty much like a generalized, like a 10 by 10 box that it can read and it's trying to do things in 3D. But every time you move it, so you notice all the ghost hunting shows, I'm going to talk some smack. They're always walking around with it. It's always in troubleshooting error mode. That means it will map a stick figure to anything that matches a profile at all. That's horrible. So you really That's can't so like misleading. so, but I yeah true. But here, I mean, if you want to use it correctly, pretty much get a tripod, put it on it, put it about four feet up. It's made to be about four feet up, um, off the ground. Yeah, you can get away with three. It caps out at six. I wouldn't do anything over six. But plus, if you have it at six feet, you're really freaking tall. You might yeah, be that monster pretty, in the wild. It's just pretty tall. It's one of those <laughs> yeah. guardians. Yeah, and um. You know, clear white wall, just you standing there, nothing else. And that, I would say, would probably be the best case to use it for. But yeah, otherwise, that thing's BS. Whenever I see it used on all the shows, I'm like, why are you walking around? It's not made to do that. <laughs> 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 but uh, for a gadget, I, I would say is worth the money. I can tell you, I never go anywhere without my Mel 8704R REM ATDD. <laughs> So it's the kind where you pull the antenna out. It's got the REM pod effect on it, you know, that. Jeez. Yeah, you know, I like that one. Okay. With all of these, <laughs> with all these devices put together, of course, in, in my, my day, they were definitely all separated and heavy. Mm. <laughs> but with all of these put together, do they interfere with each other? Do so, can you really count on those readings being positive and not yeah, so, positive? So, well, I mean, they're so sensitive to begin with. Anything will set them off. So that's why I would say if you do have a lot of gadgets, 
see if they're going off at the same time. Space them out, put them like three to five feet away. The bad thing is what, like with the K2 meters, a lot of the EMF type readers, their ranges can go out to 25 feet. So, I mean, that's bigger than most rooms. So you really have to be careful. Quite a bit larger. Anything yeah. that's battery powered. If you've got your phone with you, even if it's off and stuff, it can still pick it up. Um, yeah. So I would say, you know, put some things in different corners of the room and see how they respond. Um, but at the end of the day, this is why I'm like, you know, you really don't need much, just something for visual, something for auditory. If you want to measure something that moves, um, for, for example, I had the footstep tracker and we were at an investigation in Centralia, put it in the hallway, it starts going off and it gets stronger and stronger. And, and the haunt was known for someone going up and down the hall, turned out to be the train. About five minutes away, it started picking it up. No kidding. Yeah. So, I mean, you. So uh, this is. I mean, I'm a gadget guy. I it's like I have a whole. Mu I have like a traveling museum of ghosty gadgets, and like the Ovilus is crap. Uh, it's all <laughs> random. <laughs> it's just random. It, it goes like this: If you have a limited vocabulary about stuff that goes with a haunt, murder, uh, sex, gun. I mean, if you yeah, only put so many there. words there and then the other thing is if you read the instructions says only take the ones that apply to your investigation exactly you're gonna so you cherry pick eh yeah they've already <laughs> yeah they've already picked them out for yeah. you all you have to do is place them yeah but yeah. i mean i i will say there there are a few gadgets i always bring with me and that would be the mel meter at the 8704 rm atdd though i turn off the temperature because that's annoying uh and there's always little temperature anomalies to begin with. Um, I do use the Eddie Plus, the data logger. I do use that one quite a bit. I'm a huge fan of my Boo Buddy. I love boo my buddy. Boo Okay. Boo buddy, the interactive now, I've, heard the, I've heard about the, this is this creepy doll, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's, yeah. It scares the crap out of people. Yeah. Uh, it makes them some <laughs> kind of... <laughs> It makes some kind of wicked song, doesn't it? Whenever it goes off, is that well? It, it just well, so it asks questions about every thirty seconds or so, and if it starts to detect vibration, temperature, EMF, you'll change its questioning. But it starts out with like, "Hi, my name's Boo Buddy. What's yours?" Oh, and so then it guys. quickly gets to A B C D. Can you sing the rest of the song for me? Oh, I would haul ass. Oh, but here's the thing: is you don't have to drop like. 300 bucks uh, is it 300 bucks that's Probably. up there if you do the interactive one there's a junior one that isn't as advanced but you can download the boo buddy app put it on your phone put that puppy into record mode get a teddy bear <laughs> and just play the questions and see yeah. if anything speaks to the teddy bear shove it up the bear's keister and use yeah. it because i mean even though it talks about are you holding my hand for like movement or uh, you can see its little paws turn red if there's EMF that goes off and everything like that. They don't have a measurement guide for you. You don't know how strong the stuff is. Hmm. So really all it's doing is asking questions into a dark room. Um, but I love my boo -buddy. Random. It's just yeah. a random yeah. question generator. Yep. But like I said, it if it gets... Out of people. Yeah, if, yeah. And I did have one case with June Nixon. Um, I know she'll listen tomorrow. We were on an investigation, private residence. And we had Boo Buddy, and she thought children were um, stalking her. 
ever. Ghost children. <laughs> and it started with, it's like, can we be friends? Let's be. And she flipped out. And next thing I knew, we were packing up in the car and driving away. <laughs> no way. That thing. I'm I tried horrified. to explain. I tried to explain. It's just. <laughs> I she was not having dolls. it. Yeah. That thing would be gone. That thing, I, I would rip <laughs> that thing to pieces. I'm horrified uh, little dolls I, like that. I love my boo buddy. I got We've got a uh, few questions here. Yep. What, are we, what, what is this? Hello, gentlemen. Have either of you tried Dicean goggles? Fascinating results. Is this like what they're using for like newfangled um, spirit photography? Like you can see the aura around people? I haven't used it. I'm just asking if that's what it is. Well, he said he'd love to use them while doing an investigation. It would definitely level up the results. Hmm. I'm sure Wendy's going to be on the hunt for that. (laughs) Well, I will be. That's a gadget. No, no, I mean, in there in the, uh, (laughs) she, she, oh, yeah. The boo buddy. She'll find those things. Okay. Oh, she dropped the the links. She's dropping. This is what I do on our show. I'm always dropping the links. She's dropping the links on your. Yeah, show. she's putting the links in there for <laughs> Boo Buddy and all that fun stuff. Hey, Corey's got a question here. Uh, what about cameras for still pictures? Are there pros and cons of digital versus older film style cameras? That's a great question. Yeah, so there is. Um, so with so the one thing that I would say we're at the point where still photography. I think is less advantageous than you think. I think because it doesn't, it doesn't give the context mm-hmm. of the investigation. Mm-hmm. And that's why I'm like in talking more about video because you can see the lead up to the events and everything. And plus you, if you've got a high enough res digital camera or something like that, you can just export the still with it and it'll be crystal clear. Um, I have tested the Kodak you remember the Kodaks and stuff oh, with the little instance? Oh, yeah. yeah, that would introduce so much noise into the photograph. I, I don't know if you could. It looks really cool, though. But I don't know if you could count on it because even the film isn't always the best and it doesn't always develop well. Um, and I got to tell you, you know, I've only used really digital other than the Polaroid. I, I've only used digital um, cameras. I, I would say go for as high as resolution as you can sure. because that lets you manipulate the film, not in a bad way, people, but you can change the exposure and see what was in the background on the photos better with a higher res digital. Yeah. It may help you games. get those dust orbs. Yeah. Control. Yeah. This segment brought to you by pledge. <laughs> yeah. But it, but digital, digital cameras have come a long way as well. Yeah. I remember when those things used to be what one megapixel. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, it was like Qbert. It was terrible. <laughs> but they they've evolved so much now. Do you think with them evolving, let's say to twelve megapixel like they mm-hmm. are, do you think that uh, that would correct uh, automatically correct a photo to take those anomalies out? Uh, I don't think so. I think whatever's there is, is caught on okay. film. But I think with the software. And just by zooming in the resolution, you may be able to debunk what was there. Because if you see it on your phone, it may look like something. Mm -hmm. And then when you see it on a big screen, like I've got here in front of me on my computer, you know, you can see the better silhouette or what it is. And then if you change the exposure, make it lighter, make it darker, you probably have. And because the thing is, the resolution will keep the actual artifact 
that could be there. Um, so you should be able to debunk easier. <sighs> Debunking easy is a good thing. <laughs> it's it is. It's too hard. There's especially these days. There's so much room for error because. Mm -hmm of your photoshops your ai stuff that's out there so mm -hmm. many things are being manipulated you don't know what's right and what's wrong i mean i just saw a tiktok video of a guy saying that his house was haunted and he said it's been playing with the knives in the knife thing and all of a sudden a knife flips out and mm -hmm. sticks in the floor mm -hmm. now I'm thinking, is that legitimate? Did this really happen? Is this some kind of camera trick? I, I can't trust it. Yeah, no. So the whole thing with that when I watched it, and thanks to uh, Merle from Spaced Out Radio, co-host there, he showed me this TikTok video. And I look at it, and the big thing that stands out to me is it's a little too perfect. And also the way that the camera jiggles, he moves it slightly before the knife goes flying. Just a tad, yep. Yeah. Um, the thing I would ask for, and here's the whole thing with, since I've been ghost hunting since 2007, um, I usually publish very gory, detailed ghost hunting reports. And while I take the snippets of the evidence out, you know, like things moving, think lights going off, ghosty voices, things walking across the camera, I keep those files and say, if you want them, I have them, please mm -hmm. take them. No one ever takes me up on it, ever. I'm like, I have the full, and you know, all I need is your email address. It's a G drive. Mind you, I'm not going to let you edit, but you can download yeah, you it. can do it all you, you want. Can, you can download it all you want, and no one has ever taken me up on it. That's sad. I know. I'm just like, this was really cool shit, stuff. You should have seen what happened like the 30 yeah. seconds before I put the slice in to fit, you know, the one minute time limit I have for a short or something <laughs> like that. <laughs> Hi, Liz. Welcome. It's okay. You're late. Don't sweat it. Um, I, we were late too, but, uh, no, I mean, this, th this is some, some really cool stuff with the way, cause I, me getting out of the field and kind of coming back into it and seeing all these new developments and all these new things, and you've explained them very well. And I cannot thank you enough for that because some of this stuff confuses the hell out of me, like the stick man thing. And, in the laser grid, I get it, but yet I don't get it. Um, you know, is there so much, is there such a thing as overkill? Is there such a thing as too much to where you're setting off alarms that are, that, that are, that shouldn't be set to begin with. You just have mm -hmm. too many bells and whistles and yeah. you're leaving your common sense at the door. Well, yeah, I mean, here's the other thing too, that, uh, yeah, you're right. I, I did go through my period where I would come with like two trunks full of gadgets and have them all out and then I'd forget <laughs> some of them. Okay. Yeah. Uh, let's be, I would say simplicity is best for one thing. I don't think people can handle that much stuff going off at one time, you know? So if you got one gadget, this one, Oh, I love this gadget too. Uh, from Ghost Stop, I gotta remember the name. It was the GS2 laser grid system. Ooh, mm, I love that thing. Anyway, it would project a laser grid and then it would detect movement and temperature and it would graph it all on this little mind you, that it was like that big, very hard to see. Sure. Um, but you would hear if something approached you, if the temperature changed, you would see it on the screen. Sound wow. alerts, very sexy. But the problem is, if you spend all of your time looking at your gadgets, 
you might miss something else unless you have like four cameras up but i gotta tell you i would do stuff like that and ain't nobody want to go through 32 hours of video especially when it's Bingo. mostly dark you know and so, that's what <laughs> i don't understand it seems like during investigations these days what i've seen is their nose is down to the phone mm -hmm. just like anybody else mm -hmm. um no one has their their head above yeah. the equipment looking at the atmosphere with yeah. their own senses. Uh -huh. Yeah. And I, I got to say, this is um, one of the reasons I, I go heavy on video nowadays. And that's just because I can set them up and capture everything. And then I can actually experience, hmm. you know, that pressure's taken off that I got to get it. It's got to be, no, I've got, I got the stuff set up and it's filming. I'm, I'm most likely not going to miss it. Um, Cause you might see things with your own eyes that don't pick up on infrared or Correct. full spectrum like me and shadow people seen like three or four of them in fact spooked in seattle had one walk in front of the camera and nudge it <laughs> six witnesses there saw it <laughs> so you could see you could see the shadow on like the table with the candles going and you can see the camera like jerk from it oh wicked the infrared didn't pick up the mass but there were there was like four of us sitting at this table and we saw it walk and we you thought, saw it with your own eye because the, the camera I was using was only 10 feet away from us. <laughs> see, so, and, and so we saw it and it, it didn't record, but you can see the camera move. You can see the shadow cast on the table, even though I'm filming in infrared like shadow. There's still part of the light spectrum in it. And we had candles out lighting things up. And so we thought, did a homeless person the, the, like a homeless person dart by us? So we went to look to see if there was a homeless person that got into the <laughs> underground for <laughs> but somebody look for the bum yeah but the one thing i do want to say with all the gadgets as i talk with my hands um because i'm really getting into it here it's all right when you think about it say the target spirit you're going for isn't that horrible say the target my target uh so <laughs> my test sense. my test to see to identify this ghost i've got a gizmo and gadget that's going to sound like a fire alarm with lasers shooting out of it and it's beeping all the time. If you're from 1915, I would be scared as hell and flee. Yep. So why, why do you, I mean, but, but yet some of a lot of it's needed. A lot of that mm -hmm. equipment's needed because we just don't have what it takes mm -hmm. without it. Yeah. And so sometimes like with my favorite GS2 laser grid system, moderation, I guess is what I'm yeah. looking at. I, I would like put my hand in front of it if something was there and say it doesn't hurt. And then like, like, yeah, like watch me sure. walk. If, if they're intelligent, right? If it's an intelligent right. awning and I'll walk toward the gadget and set off. And it's like, this is how I know you're present because I can't see you. Mm -hmm. And then I say things like, you know, I'm going to ask a lot of dumb questions because I can't hear you either for EVPs. <laughs> about I'm like, what's your name? And you know, cause if it's a popular haunt, like take Waverly Hills, just, let's just be real. If the two, if the two nurses really do exist at Waverly Hills, they've got to be sick of, are you nurse ratchet? I'm making something up. It's like, did you hang yourself in room five? Up? Like <laughs> if you're going to ask that, I, I always come in and say, Hi, if you're here, I don't mean to offend you. I'm going to ask some stupid questions because I can't see or hear you. Mm -hmm. My first stupid question is, hi, I'm Jake. What's your name? <laughs> you yeah, Stuff that like about that. sums it up because so, it, it has to throw them off. It has yeah. to. I mean, 
there's times where I've, I've done sessions like that and I've forgotten that I'm talking to another human being for crying mm-hmm. out loud. Yeah. You have to remember that and yeah. ask those kinds of questions to get, I, I try to make them easy, but yeah. I mean, I, right. I'm just, I'm like, we're doing 20 questions with the dead. It's like speed dating just without yeah, any separation. <laughs> yeah. Dead. Did it hurt? Why? You know, you're going to stay, you're going to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, that that's, I, I love how the sessions work. I love how the old school sessions used to work. The question answers, the things of that nature. Now they, they do these things all at the same time mm-hmm. with equipment that's so sensitive. It's picking up yeah. audio from four houses down. Oh, you know, so I had this experience. Uh, I bought a very shishi mic um, uh-huh. and it's a, it was a broadcast quality microphone, shotgun mic. Uh-huh. And this was at, we were investigating a tattoo parlor in Olympia, Washington. So I live up in the Pacific Northwest, not far from Olympia. And with that mic, I could hear cars stopping at the light six blocks away. (laughs) So you can imagine I'm going to get an EVP for (laughs) sure. (laughs) Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, I hey, mean, the first time Michael. I, I was gonna say the first time I tried it, my dog okay. Daisy's like fifty feet away from me, and she licks her lips, and it was like, <laughs> right, in my it smacks, and and, yeah. and that's what I don't understand is the it's so sensitive that is so sensitive that you really can't you can't get anything out of that. It couldn't be credible yeah. because you don't know if that came from that room or yeah. outer space. Yeah. I mean, and everyone could say, well, it's like, if it's right in front of the microphone, which with that kind of mic, everything's right in front of the microphone. I, you know, did it answer the question clearly? I'm like, well, if it's a yes, no kind of thing, eh, you know, anyone, I mean, yeah, nah, are pretty common <laughs> words of vernacular, but I'm not poo-pooing. I'm like, if you, if you can afford really good video and audio, go for it. A lot of the other stuff, meh, meh. Yeah. I, 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 I would definitely agree. I would definitely agree. Those would be the two things that you need. The other stuff is good to try. I think mm-hmm. I, I want to try some of it more. You know, I want to work with the REM pods more and things like that. Oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Never a boo baby. Never, never. a. Boo oh, baby. I, I'll bring my boo along. <laughs> His name's Clarence. He's awesome. <laughs> the dolls scare the hell out of me. Um, <clears throat> but before, you know, closing things up here, mm-hmm. I'm going to, and Wendy is looking everything up for us as well. She's got all the links to to that uh, those <laughs> goggles. She found she found the goggles, Jacob. I'm gonna get those goggles. They're <laughs> Next time you have me on, I'm gonna be wearing them. I'll tell you. What it's like Todd, <laughs> tell everybody. Tell everybody about your show, about where they can find oh. you, about what's coming up, what you got going on. The mic's yours, my friend. Take oh, it away. Okay. So uh, from a plugging perspective, um, I, every Wednesday I do a radio show with Wendy Schindler, who's in the chat right now, dropping links and uh, Michael Moran slash Merle from Spaced Out Radio. It's called Mystic Moon Cafe. We cover all sorts of paranormal topics. We're, we're more on the ghosty side of things, but we do love some cryptids, especially dogmen and Kraken. Uh, <laughs> so you can join and listen to us there. I've got a podcast called Ghostly Activities. Uh, it's a mix. I do some ghost stories. I do some ghost hunting tips. I do some equipment reviews. I rag on some ghost hunting shows. You know, sometimes I do some interviews with it. So that's Ghostly Activities uh, on Podbean. 
Uh, that's the host. I've got my website, Ghosts and Monsters. It is loaded with my years of doing gadget review. It's loaded, loaded. Uh, so go check that out. Just make sure you use the filter if you want to see ghost hunt stuff. You can see how I do ghost hunts. I mean, it's I put it all out there. Put some ghost stories out there. Uh, I got three books. I wrote three books. Um, yeah. one's, ghost, one's ghost stories. One is pretty much the ghosts and spirits you'll meet on an investigation. And one book is how to do investigations plus paranormal protection. So this is where I had to reach because I'm really very much, when he can agree with this, I'm really much the objective type guy. Huh. But... I did look into like white light protection techniques, how to use psychic abilities, clairaudience, clairvoyance, uh, the herbs and crystals. I've got that in there too. Mind you, folks, you, you'll probably read it and say, oh, this is pretty academic. Yeah. <laughs> so, that's, but click the links. That's some of the best work. Yeah, but click the links and it'll take you out to like demonstration videos and stuff. I may, if I, the, the books are made to be for Kindle, so you can actually use the links and go out to the web to, Nice and interactive. Stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. So if, if you go to Ghosts and Monsters, you know, just use the contact us form for that one. Um, I don't think I have the contact stuff on my podcast, though. But through the website, ghostsandmonsters.com. And then if you had any, any words to say, new investigators coming in, new people that are, they finally came out of the, uh, the, the, the darkness and they want some answers now. They're they're not afraid anymore. The taboos mm -hmm. wearing off. What would you tell them? What, what's some advice you would give some new investigators? Yeah, I would say experience is the best teacher. So don't be afraid to do the ghost hunts, even if it's by yourself. Um, still get some good books and resources. Um, like if you go to Ghost and Monsters or your search, I'll be have like five best ghost hunting books, something like that with reviews. Um don't be a true believer and don't be a pure skeptic because reality is much messier than that folks. Um, and if you want to learn from someone, I would say shop around in your, wherever you live. I know some people live in areas where there's just not a lot of ghost hunting teams, mm -hmm. but shop around, um, see different techniques, how people do their investigations. And I would say the big thing, always go in with an objective. I want to learn this. And then once you have that objective, it's like, I want to capture the white woman crying at this bridge. Okay. So learn to think about picking it apart. White woman visual. I know I need a camera. It's going to be at night. I need a camera that works in dark or in low light settings. You want to capture the white woman crying at the bridge audio so get a decent in like even if it's your phone but get a good mic that can reject a lot of ambient sound i mean and use that to kind of guide your learning and that's that's pretty much how i learned was i set an objective broke it apart into its components and then learned as much as i could about each one of those components mind you this isn't going to happen overnight so that's why i'm like you know, shop around, go on some ghost hunts with a different team, read a lot of books on the subject. Not everyone, <laughs> not everyone's book is worth reading, <laughs> but you know, there, there's, there's some really go-to folks like, um, Lloyd Auerbach's books are really good on it. I learned a lot from him. 
Uh, she, this lady catches some crap from time to time with her techniques, but I learned a lot from Fiona Broom and her books as well. For one thing, she doesn't claim to know it all, um, but I think she gives a lot of good insights into it. The first book I ever bought was the Everything Ghost Hunting book by, uh, I think it was something Ellis Martin, Melissa Ellis Martin, I think was her name. Um, I learned a lot there. And then my favorite book, actually, while I was learning was Chris Balzano's Pictures Itself Ghost Hunting, I think it was from 2008. It's kind of like a textbook. But like I said, I'm kind of nerdy academic that way. Yeah, like the technical I, kind of writing. Yeah, yeah. And I really liked his book. Um, that's probably the one I liked, which uh, it's not in print anymore, but I think you can find it on Amazon used. And it's only like 10 bucks in most cases. Um, so yeah, read, do, reevaluate and keep That's the great cycle advice. Going. That is amazing advice. It really is because there, there's so many rabbit holes you can go down in this mm -hmm. field. And I just, I just, you know, I'm not saying everybody's going to sit around a campfire and sing Kumbaya here in this community. <laughs> I don't see the, the unity being unified anytime yeah. soon. It's going to take a lot of work. Um, yeah. But hopefully and you, and you don't have to together. Yeah. You don't have to put up with anyone's smack. They're, they're like lording over you and it must be blah, blah, blah. Hightail it. You probably drove there, right? Getting, oh, I got to get some batteries out of my car. <laughs> 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 Let me go to the Dairy Queen. I might need myself a blizzard after this. Oh, my goodness. Well, I want to thank each and every one of you, of course, for listening and putting up with Jacob and I here for the past hour. My goodness. <laughs> it has been amazing. You are an amazing. I can't wait to have you back on here again. Oh, talk you. Hey, you got to come back years. on my show, too. We got some more smack talk to do. Love to. <laughs> Love to. But definitely thank you for taking time and, and, and coming on here tonight, educating everybody, educating me. And, and I, I, I learned a ton. I learned a ton from you. Well, you're, thank you're, you for letting me flap my gums so much. Oh, it's my pleasure. <laughs> my pleasure. And all you folks, be true, be sure to uh, check out the latest schedule right there on the website. Just go to WLTKDB.com and select the schedule. Like I said, it's it's ever-changing. We, we have a full schedule now. Um, a lot of great shows on there to choose from. A lot of metaphysical things. A lot of uh, true crime. There's some show two true crime shows, you name it. It's all on there. So check out the latest schedule. If you have any questions, contact us and you can contact us at contact us. That's contact <laughs> at WLTKDB.com. It's that simple. So have an amazing weekend. You guys take it easy out there. And if you are out there investigating, stay safe, use your head. Have a good weekend, folks.